0: Hey everyone, and welcome to another video here on the Cycling Dane Extra Channel and on the Cycling Dane Podcast. And today I'm joined by Patrick Blake of audu Cycling and also the Green Hatter. And today we are discussing not Yumbo Visma because they've changed the name, Visma Lisa Bike. And I mean, Patrick, before we get into the nitty gritty of this episode, we might as well talk about the elephant in the room Visma Lisa Bike. I mean, we had Apple links, we had Amazon links, and we ended up with Lisa Bike. Yeah. yeah. Bit underwhelming.
1: Yeah. Rattles off a ton. Real, real good. I think it would have been cool if Amazon or one of the big brands was here because I think that would bring a bit more hype to the sport. Maybe some new people would be more intrigued, but with Lisa Bike, I'm not going to start slandering the company or whatever for, you know, bringing money to the sport. So I think that, and yeah, it's just good that Yumbos are still around um, and they'll be. They're sponsoring for a bit. And, you know, I, I don't know. There's also the speculation of what color their jerseys will be. Whether they'll actually be yellow or whatever. So that's a whole other speculation for when the kits get released. We might as well touch on it a bit. We touched
0: on it in the team review. But, like, the 2023 season, obviously, clean sweep, winning all the Grand Tours. No monument success, we talked about that, but, and then you want to goal, absolutely running
1: riot as well in many of the one-week stage races. How are they going to improve this? Well, what one art needs to win a monument is a, is what really needs to happen. They'll need to do a very similar job to, well, I'll say very similar. It's Very hard to repeat winning every single Grand Tour, but with a loss of Roglic, they'll have to sort of set their sights a little bit differently because they don't have that kind of as many GC leaders there. But I think Wildman Art, if he can, you know, winning that monument, I know he's already won Milan, San Remo before people, you know, start chiming in. But I think that Whiteman Art needs to really kind of get a monument. And I think that would really um, help your business kind of overall success personally. But we might as well start with this section. Don't worry, guys,
0: we're going to get more familiar with all the teams. The transfers, obviously, we'll start with riders going out and then focus on riders going in. And I mean, Patrick. Riders going out, obviously you mentioned it. Primoz Roglic going to Bora-Hansgrohe, we've talked about that a lot. CR Bora-Hansgrohe, team review, we touched on it there. Rowan Dennis retiring, unfortunately. Josvin Emdem retiring as well. Sam Oman, which is quite a strong rider, going to uh, Little Trek, the former top 10. Giro Tali finisher. Thibaut Rosen going to Team DSM. Tobias Foss, we still don't know where he's going as of recording. We think it's in Josvin And Nathan Mandoindoink, obviously sadly retiring as well, quite unexpectedly after that heart attack. And Raisin as well, going to Team DSM, Firminik. And I mean, Patrick, what do you make of that? That, There's some big talent, some big names in there
1: that is going out the door. It's a big roll call, isn't it, to uh, be losing Roglic being the main one, but yeah, it's easy to forget how dominant Rowan Dennis has been in the past. A lot of results, obviously, hasn't been quite like that the last couple of years. But yeah, Van Emden, Omen, Foss, Van Hoydonk. you know, especially Van Hoydonk's a big kind of pin in there, not only in their classics, but also in a grand tour. Sort of that rider who sits on the front a lot. And that's going to be somebody who they're going to need to replace. Obviously, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, I think that it's it's quite a few people to lose, but I think that they are compensating well with the people they're bringing in. Yeah, what did you make of the
0: comments floating
1: about, I'm not sure
0: if it was Sepp Kus or Jonas Vingor saying that Jumbo Vis. oh well, Roglic definitely needed
1: to be on a different team. And yeah, it kind of transpired. Yeah, I think it's probably best that Roglic is in a different team. I think that it was getting to the point where it was going to be hard to manage those three really big riders now that Cus has won a Grand Tour. So I think that for the overall team kind of harmony, it was probably best that Roglic was given kind of, well, not given, goes to another team to sort of fill his own Grand Tour aspirations. Or well, we might as well do the
0: flip now. And in terms of riders coming in, Matteo Jorgensen in from Movistar Team, Ben Tollett in from Ineos Grandiz, very well-talked-about young Brit. Pierre Strandhagenes and uh, Johannes Staunmitter, both Norwegian, both from the development team moving up, and you also have Van Bell moving up as well from the development team. Bart Lemon, the soldier we talked about in the Echelon cycling podcast, former soldier from the sadly closing human-powered health team. And I mean, Patrick, when I see this, the first thing I think is what a great testament to their development team moving three riders up. That really shows that development teams do work. And then obviously Tollard and Jorgensen, two fairly young riders that are quite a big scout from enemy teams.
1: Yeah. I think Jorgensen is really the for me the headline act of these signings. Easy to forget that how good he was also in the spring classics this year, top tening a lot of the big races. And I think that he could even slot into kind of two roles. He's a very good all-rounder. Maybe he could enter into their classic squad maybe he can get into a grand tall squad as well so he's just a bit of everything Bentall, i think it's good that maybe he's getting a bit of a refresh i think at Ineos it was just i don't know it wasn't quite clicking for some reason unfortunately i think that he will fit in well at yumbo because i think they lack now that Roguch has gone a bit of a puncher-esque ardennes style rider maybe he could do a bit of that bart lemon I think it's an interesting one. Honestly, I could see him maybe being a bit of like a Van Hoydonk-esque rider. Maybe that's what they're planning as well. He's that kind of big engine. And then, yeah, like you say, the development rider is very exciting. We've already seen them being very successful in the under-23 races. I'm very excited to see what they can do next year. Hopefully, they get given the opportunities that they deserve, um, which I think we should do. Because I think most, now with Roglic out, I think there's going to be a bit more scope for people to have a bit of co-leadership. Pierre Hagnes already winning last year. Yeah. It's quite incredible. Yeah, he's a big one, but... I'm looking forward to seeing next year for sure.
0: Well, we might well move on to the Monuments. Obviously, they had uh, a couple of good results. Actually, a lot of good results last year. Not taking the win, like you said, but Art finishing on the podium in Milan-San Remo and in Paro Bay. And then they also had Roglic in Il Lombardia. And I mean, Patrick, yeah, how are we going to do this? Are we going to say, how are you see there? Yeah, each, each monument, who, who's their chosen son, if you will, and who is kind of the support team around it? Obviously, like you said, Nathan Munhoindong, big player. They also have the European champion. We haven't spoken about him yet, Laporte. He could feature somewhere in there. Getting get Wavigan champion last year, could be quite pivotal in getting that monument success. But is it Wabanar in the early, in the first three? He could even feature Baston Bastanich. He's
1: podiumed that before as well. I look at every single one of these and I just think Vanar. <laughs> yeah, basically, Il Lombardia, like, Jonas ain't doing it, which is boring, but, you know, that's, that's, I'm just going to put my opinion to the side there for a sec. For, uh, I, I don't know. They don't have Roglic for Il Lombardia. I don't know who they're going to send for that. Jorgensen, possibly. He could turn himself into a bit of a one-day racer, I think, over hilly terrain. But I think everything else is white man art and you know maybe Laporte's in there but it's just so tricky when you get Vanderpool and Pogaccia at these big races as well at the end of the day the cream rises to the top if Laporte can be really competitive and be that like a second jumbo rider in there I think Laporte could be a big player especially in like a maybe a San Remo especially or maybe in like Roubaix I think there's sometimes in like Flanders it just gets really hard doesn't it when you're going up Arde Quermont or wherever. It's just like, all oh, the Paterberg. Higachi goes, Vanderpool goes. At the end of the day, if Wawen the only one who can go with them, he's the only card they can play. And um, Lepoel will just have to be in the second group. It's just kind of the unfortunate scenario where that's where cycling's at at the moment. There's just a level of riders who are just at the top. And then there's just like this second tier level. And Laporte, I think, is sort of in that second tier level. Do you think that's what about right? I completely agree with that. What about Delamont Ball? Wouldn't you throw him into the cobble classics former barrow bay winner as well it's hard yeah because like you say yeah he's won roubaix so in theory he should have the qualities I and mean, he won on loop last year but i don't know some of this year wasn't quite working for some reason i, I don't know I, I feel like he should be up there but i just think that jumbo will focus more in on Wout than art more than anything but if they start to try and get van baal and Laporte there i think they could be a bit more dangerous rather than just being like we're going to go with wow and we're going to try put him Against Vanderpool and Pagachuk. so that's happened too many times now, and it's not worked. Like it's, they need to shake it up. I mean, he beat them both in E three, but maybe that was. Uh... At this point, Yumbo have got to trade your semi classics for one monument. Like, no offense, Dwars Doors, E three, Gent-Wevelgem, Omloop, Kerner. I would trade all of those for a Flanders. Yeah, I think Jumbo have got to do that. Would you send
0: Jorgensen to uh, any of these other than Lombardia, like you said? Would Would you throw him into
1: the uh, Tour Flanders or not? I think with Van Hoydonk, I would. I would put Jorgensen in there. Why not? We've already got so many good riders in there. Let's throw another one in. The more option you got, then the better. I mean, Jorgensen was one of the bigger surprises of the spring classics this year, and I think that he could be a, a big player in there as well. Because if you get into a you know eighty case to go it's a group of 20 and Jumbo have got five riders in there and everybody else has got like two or three then that's going to be big advantage towards Jumbo Visma so I think yeah, yeah put Jorgensen in I think they need to
0: play the team card more than they have done in the past because yeah, yeah like you said one-on-one he rarely beats Tadabagacca and Macho van Poel, but if they somehow throw Dilman Ball up the road a bit like Quickstep did with Philippe Gilbert Back in the day where they threw him off the road and then okay there was a crash behind but it's that was one way of doing it to just use the riders you have and not just sit back pace the field grind them down to six riders and then you lose out because two of the riders are Tad Pogacar and Macho Vanderpool.
1: Yeah because at the end of the day Vanderpool and Pogacar know just they're not blind to the fact that of like strategy they attack from further out because they know that they will get rolled by the kind of the numbers game if they take it to the line that's why they start racing from like 60 k's out or something but maybe you're just going to start really throwing the kitchen sink at it from even further. And just really try and make the race super attritional, like we've seen. Like Will Champs sometimes is now getting raced from like a hundred k's to go. I think the Yumbo got to yeah shake things up because I've had enough of Wout Van Aert just like playing second fiddle to all these guys. I just want Wout Van Aert to win a Monument. I just want him to win, please, Wout. Just get a Flanders or a Roubaix that would really make my year. But I also want much of Vanderpool to win the
0: rainbow jersey. So Vanderpool can win that. <laughs> well, I mean. He's not part of but Visma, but um, yeah. do you think they're going to win the Monument
1: to close this section off? Yes, I think they will. I think it will be Roubaix, but I don't think it'll be white Van Oh, actually, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, um I actually agree with you. I was going to say Roubaix as well. But yeah, moving on to the Giro d'Italia, obviously this week's Echelon. We talked about that while you were in Utrecht cycling with your friend, but Patrick, this alleged league team that is somewhat centered around Walt Art. I mean, what do you make of this? Got Attila Valta in there, Thomas Glog, Matteo Jorgensen, Ben Tollett, Johannes Stoutenmitten, and Pierre Strand Hagenes. I mean, on paper, that is quite an exciting
1: team. It does sound really good. My only worry with it is that, yeah, you got Walt Art as the big sort of figure there, but everybody else is just on a very similar level where. I don't know who's the domestique. And I feel like more successful teams in Grand Tours just have a focus on fewer riders and helping them. Whereas there, you've got like youngsters in there, but they're super talented, who I'd want to give chances to. Jorgensen, is he a a GC rider? But Wout and Art's supposed to be maybe going for GC as well. Is Wout and Art sprinting? In which case, he's got no lead out support there. Bentel, it's some puncher rider, but is that too overlapping with Wout Art's abilities? For me, it's just a bit of, like, a superstar-studded team of the future, but it's just, like, a bit disjointed. On the end of it, you whack two domestiques on. I don't think that, like, helps the team dynamic. I think there needs to be a bit more order. It just feels like you'll be like, oh, let's just give everybody an opportunity. And we're just going to launch them all. Everyone for themselves. Yeah. Does it not look like a team of, like, every man for himself? Yeah, because you could argue every
0: single one of them could ride for their own chances. Uh, yeah, and a lot of those guys are debutants as well. I <laughs> think Giro d'Italia, so... It's hard because there's the...
1: Obviously, the big thing, which we'll get onto, is the tour, but, like, Jonas and Sepp are their big GC riders. So Sepp's kind of like this weird one where would I send him to the Giro... Because is putting him and Jonas as like your two big GC riders just into the tour? Is that too much of like putting all of your eggs in one basket? Would it be better to put one of those into a Giro? Probably set. But at the same time, I want Wout Art to kind of just have like a really free grand tour where he's not having to look after anyone and just really see what Wout Art can do unchained, just full gas. Cause I think that'd be really exciting. Especially without the Achilles heel of Vanderpool who was always just like there with him and is always able to roll in. Um, I think it's an exciting zero team though. I'm skeptical about the harmony of the team though. I think it perhaps lacks a little bit of direction. I agree with that. But it is, well, we don't know if
0: it is the final team that have been denials as well, but it's something we can go for. But they have said that what we're not going to kind of go for GC. So we... Assume that they're not going to retain that Mania Rosa that they won last year with Roglic. But we might as well move on to the big cheese, the Tour de France. And uh, yeah, obviously they won it two years in a row with Jonas Vingegaard, So we assume that he's going to be there with Seb Kroos. Dillman Ball, probably part of that setup as well. No, well, we're not, it seems, because he's going to go for the Olympics. And yeah, Patrick, I mean, I don't have to ask you what their, their goals are. It seems <laughs> to win it again. Uh, uh, yeah, who else would you throw in there? Obviously, Nathan Van retiring. That's a huge loss, but they are a stacked team. And with, well, if we're going to say the Giro team is the team that they're sending there, Your, it opens up to the likes of Jan Tratnik and potentially Christophe Laporte to fill the gaps left by Wavanagh and
1: Nathan Van Yeah, I'm going to try to create a team on the on the fly. Jonas and Sepp, Van Baal. I would also send Trapnik, Laporte, Krausweg, Benote. One other, maybe like Afeni, or like Kraus... Yeah, something like that. That's kind of my rough style that I'm going with. I think because without Wout, you I think you need like that Benote and Laporte combo to get through. The kind of trickier stages, those are like some of the best classics riders in the world. So I think that, yeah, you're going to need them to sort of make up for the fact that while it's not there, especially if you're going to have set there as like a dual leader, you need kind of the domestiques to really fill around that. But you also need like one or two climbers in there because... Sepp obviously isn't just going to be a domestique this time round because you know he can't hide behind that Trojan horse anymore. So he is kind of like in the spotlight. So you need those riders now before Sep. Then again, you could just rely on the fact that maybe UAE will do the pacing because they've got a ridiculous team, which we'll you know be covering in in a future episode. So yeah, do you think that Jonas and Sepp of a tour? Do you think that's good? is that a winning combination?
0: I can't disclose that because every time I, I say he doesn't win, he wins. So I th- I'm going to say no, he's not going to win the tour. Let's see if it works 30 in a row. But yeah, yeah. It's, definitely a, it's a new deciding combo. But I think this year the tour we saw Adam Yates was a bit stronger than Sepp Kroos in some vital moments. And there was a few times where Vingot was completely exposed. And I think this team, well, your make-believe team is
1: probably not as strong as this year's team do you think little side question do you think that laporte will have the sprinting freedom that we've seen wow and have year? Not. you don't think Definitely. you don't think laporte's gonna be allowed to go for green he is french though so maybe and european champion i'd let, let him loose you go 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 i would let laporte like he's always like not even second but third fiddle in grand halls like the only time he's you go on one stage when we're basically just had enough of winning and he was like you go Christoph, because you may as well like there's always the gc leader Wabanat, and then laporte and i'd like to see laporte really be given some backing in a grand tour because i think he's you know literally one of the best riders in the world and i think it'll be a bit disrespectful to not be giving him freedom just even if it is just the most final stages where it's like stage 18 19 or whatever even though those are hilly ones. But you know what I mean? Those kind of like lattice flat stages where it's like, ah, we've basically towards the end, Laporte, you may as well just go. I'd hate to see the European champion jersey just shackle to being a domestique. No, I agree with that.
0: But I mean, with that, we might as well move on to the final Grand Tour, the one they dominated with a 1-2-3, the Vuelta España. What do you think they're going to do They're just going to be the residual of the Tour
1: de France and the Jura teams like we've seen? I guess so. Um, it's either... The rule with the Vuelta that's been for ages, which is that this is usually where the Grand Tour debutants go. I'd be sending more of the Giro squad that they've made to this race rather than the Giro. I would have more of a focus on Wildman Art and the Giro and send your Stannermittens and your Pestan Hagenens here and Bento and whatever, rather than to the Giro. But that's just kind of a way around that I'm thinking with it. Who else would I send? Sepp or Jonas, whichever one probably didn't win the Tour. I, I could see Jonas going for it though, to be honest with you. I could see Jonas trying to get red because he didn't get it this year and just trying to really double up because he was so good this year as well. Like the only person who beat him was his teammate. I think that Jonas could win the Welter next year and maybe win the tour as well. Like he could do the double personally. Who else do you send? I don't really know. I'd like to see... All right, Koi. We haven't even talked about him. Oh yeah, we forgot about your protest. I promise. Well, I am going to protest. If Yuvraj Visma don't send Olaf Coy to a Grand Tour next year, which race are you going to pick? Tour of Britain. Oh no, don't. So to- don't send Olaf Coy to the Tour of Britain, please. I'll cry. Yeah, but which,
0: which? Well, he was there and did amazing this year. But um, where are you sent? Where are you going to do your protest? Which race are you not going uh, to miss? Melissa Lisa bike about that.
1: Well, a, I'll have to be. I'll do it at the tour. <laughs> I'll. How I'll, I. I'll, 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 yeah. I'd do it I'd do it talk. this is what they need, they need to literally do out and Olaf Koi to the Giro and send all these youths fresh out of teenager years and the nightclub send them into the Vuelta and send the Koi to the Giro I think Koi is just being drastically underutilised considering how good of a sprinter he is so I would like to see Koi being sent to the Vuelta and then have Jonas as like a the GC leader to win it no I think that's pretty fair
0: I mean the tour is going to be before the welters so you're going to do your protest before the welters even happened so we don't even know if yeah well that's that's life i'm sorry
1: listen we're just gonna to have to listen and just send him to some race don't send him to a tour of britain don't send him to, to whatever just send him to a grand tour we're gonna to say he's 22 he's a big boy now he can go and live in a grand tour he can do it all right jonathan milan did it this year at was zero he did great so to just Koi. Winding me up at this point. If I don't send him, I'm going to be very upset. One thing with the name change as well is like, if they're changing to red, think how many cars, buses and everything they have that is yellow. I'm trying to think. Yumbo Lisa bike. Lisa bike, we can abbreviate to lab. Yumbo lab. That's what I'm going to call them. Yumbo lab. Well, Lisa bike. V- Visma lab. Visma lab. Oh, Vis- oh no, Visma <laughs> lab.
0: Visma lab. Wow. You already Well, Yombo Visma, so much better. But anyway, we might as well come to our final part of this episode
1: and, um, yeah, Patrick. Predictions for 2024? I'll start off with some more tame ones, and I'll do some more hot takes towards the end. So my kind of easier ones, I'm thinking that Jonas is going to get the well to double. I think that Matteo Jorgensen is going to win a semi-classic, like a Dwars on E3 or an Omloop or something like that. And I also think that Christophe Laporte is going to win the green jersey. Oh, that's bold. That's, that's, yeah. So I've got two kind of, yeah. Bit of a mix okay. I'll go for
0: what well, about finishes top five in the Giro? Jonas doesn't win the Tour de France, and wow, well, doesn't win a monument but finishes second in two of them. And the Welter Spanier, all of Koi is not selected for the team. And I'm going to
1: have to protest.
0: But that, yeah, that's basically been our first episode of these team previews for 2024, of course. Make sure to hit the like button here on the, cycling da- on, the on the video. Hit the subscribe button as well. Comment down below what you think of this Melissa Bike. Let us know what you think of the name. I think it's absolutely dreadful. Make sure to check us out on the Echelon Cycling Podcast every week and Patrick's own channel, do Cycling. And of course, as always, I mean, thank you for watching and we'll see you around.